This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Dishes in front of the net that gets broken up. Goes to the blue line. Kulak has it left point. Cross ice. One timer. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl. 50th of the year on a one time rip job off the right wing. times this season you've heard La Bamba Oil Country and 50 times you have heard a Leon Dreisaitl goal right here on 630 Chet. It is the 17th 50 goal season in the history of the Edmonton Oilers. Dreisaitl has two of them. Yari Curry has four. Glenn Anderson has two. Mark Messier has one. And Wayne Gretzky has eight. 
So Leon Dreisaitl, though, the first one to score one uh, to get to 50, not in the 1980s, and he has now done that twice. Pretty awesome achievement for Dreisaitl last night against the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers have won four straight, 40-25-5 on the season, looking good for a playoff spot. Where will they finish? Well, again, they're lurking behind the L.A. Kings of the Pacific Division. I know we got a really optimistic Regular caller to Inside Sports and Overtime Open Line, Sir Robert, who said, I'm looking at the LA at the uh, Calgary Flames, I should say. He's looking at the Calgary Flames for the Oilers to track down the Flames for first in the division. That is going to be mathematically very tough, though Calgary having a slight slump lately, and they're going to be taking on the Kings later on tonight. After the first, the Bruins and the Blue Jackets are tied 1-1 late in the first Toronto and Tampa Bay tied 1-1. Engvall and Kucherov for your goal scorers. And just getting underway are the Coyotes and the Blues. And the only late game is Calgary at L.A. So Leon gets to 50. McDavid is the first star of the week in the NHL for last week. He had five goals at eight points in four games. Leads the National Hockey League in scoring as the Oilers will be back at it tomorrow against the San Jose Sharks. We'll have inside sports from 6 to 7. Furtis Family Oilers Hockey will commence at 7 with the puck dropping at 8.30. And we'll talk more about the Sharks in about half an hour with Drew Remenda, who used to be on the Oilers beat, now back on the uh, Sharks audio network i'm happy to hear from you of course 780-496-0063 is the hotline brought to you by certain teed the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certain teed pro all the way you can email inside sports at 630 ched.com and we're going to have a, a special guest later on tonight a story idea that i received via email so if you make a good pitch, we'll look into it, and we may get you or your suggestion on. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Leon Dreisettle and Evander Kane did not practice today in San Jose. Head coach Jay Woodcroft saying it's a maintenance day for both of those guys. Of course, Dreisettle uh, looked a little uncomfortable at times in last night's game, but he wouldn't have been playing if there was something serious or uh, risky going on with whatever was ailing him. But he did take the maintenance day today. Head coach Jay Woodcroft on Dreisaitl. I would say what a lot of people uh, that don't get to see him every day wouldn't know about him is that he's an endlessly curious mind. He's someone who is always craving information to make him better. He's a student of the game. Um, he cares at an extraordinary level. And while everybody focuses on the 50 goals and 100 points, um, I'm fortunate that I get to see the work that goes into that on a day-in, day-out basis. He's a, he's a great person. He's a very good teammate. He's a good leader for us. And um, he means a lot to this hockey team. Well, I like that description from Jay Woodcroft. Leon Dreisaitl is an endlessly curious mind. Always wanting more information and always trying to get better. And we've seen that with Dreisaitl over the course of his NHL career. And we've talked about this to death. But as we know, he was not necessarily drafted with the idea that he was going to be one of the top goal scorers in the NHL. Probably seen as more of a setup guy and uh, maybe a, a center who could uh, grind away and you know, use his body to, to wear down the other team, which he does. He's also an exceptional playmaker, but now 50 goals twice in his career. It was also a big night for Brett Kulak on the back end. The Stony Plain native had a goal and two assists last night. He was also plus five in the Oilers' 
6-1 victory. And after practice today, he was asked about assisting on Leon's 50th. Yeah, I think it was a uh, read and react. You know, uh, it was earlier in the game. I think there was a similar situation, and I was coming down for a puck, and I ended up just putting it low. But I know it, it wasn't uh, Leon at the time; it was Connor. But I know those guys like to to get out, and they, they they get open for you. So at that time, you know, I was thinking the same thing: like get it low. But then I see him uh, through the seam; and he's opening up, getting himself in a spot. So uh, the lane opened up good, and I was able to get the pass through to him. That was a great pass by Kulak. Probably the nicest play he's made since joining the Oilers at the trade deadline. Good game for him, and he was also happy to get his first goal with the Oilers. Yeah, I hit the post early in the game. I thought that one had a chance of going in, just the angle hit the post at. But, uh, yeah, I was upset that one didn't go in. But then to, to get one later, it's... Uh it's nice to get the first one with the new team, but especially for me with the Oilers, you know, the the history I have following the team and growing up near the team and idolizing the team, it feels cool to uh, score a goal for them. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun night for me. Yeah, so Kulak making an impact, a pretty positive night for the Oilers. And as I often say, you have to take the QO into effect, the quality of opponent, and the Ducks would be much lower down on that scale than, say, the St. Louis Blues. But the Oilers did what they had to do and uh, beat up on a team that was missing Troy Terry, one of their top offensive players, made a couple trades to get rid of guys at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, John Gibson under fire and net. His stats aren't as good as they've been throughout most of his career. So the Oilers did the job last night. And Kulak and Barry stood out. Barry also had three points. He was plus four. Woodcroft today commented on Kulak. I see somebody who's getting a little bit more comfortable with the way we want to play the game. Um, I see a great skater. I see someone who defends uh, with his legs and with good positioning and stick on puck. Uh, he's getting used to our language. Um, I see him joining the rush. Uh, we were joking with him today. He had, I think he had four points last night, and, or three or four points, and he could have had another one because he hit the post in the first period there. And, uh, uh, you know, I think he was feeling it. He made good plays with the puck and uh, given us steady minutes with that pairing. All right, so a little bit there from Woodcroft and Kulak after today's practice in San Jose. Again, Kane and Drysaddle not on the ice. They took maintenance days. Chris Russell played forward, filling in up front, and apparently uh, Mooner was texting me. He looked very good. I think he sniped a couple of goals. So uh, pretty, uh, uh, pretty interesting for the Oilers to shake it up today as they get ready for tomorrow's game. Okay. 780-496-0063. I believe we got somebody standing by. We got to take a quick break first. I'm happy to hear from you. Drew Remendez going to check in. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Tipping off in about an hour. National Championship game, NCAA tournament. Kansas, a number one seed, and North Carolina, a number eight. It is confirmed that I cannot win any money in the one pool I'm in, so my interest in the game has declined a little bit. <laughs> we talked about that last week. Few people were like that. That's okay. It's usually a fun game to watch, though. And I remember the Flames and Kings are the late one. They start at eight thirty tonight. Sir Robert, I might have to find. A, I might have to elevate your title. Like I might have to make you King Robert because you have been. You're like almost a daily caller now. Like we have to meet sometime. I, I have to know more about you. You're like the biggest inside sports supporter I've ever had. Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, King. I mean, geez, I don't know. I don't know if I'm worthy of that, but I mean, 
Well, okay. Well, leave it at sir. I don't want to. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Give you titles that you don't feel you deserve. That's okay. Um. Well. Well, but I mean, no. I mean, like uh, you know, I called. No, I called in last night. I talked to I talked to you and Rob, and I said that I said that I thought it was possible for the Oilers to track down Calgary, and I and I did some thinking, and I I did some math last night, and how you you know you know and how you're saying it's you know it's possible, you know, but highly unlikely. I'm thinking the Oilers have, the Oilers have 12 games left. They're going to have to win, I would say nine or ten, and hope Calgary doesn't win more than five or six. Yeah. That was the that was the, I mean, that was basically the math that I came up with. And then, uh, and then I looked over the schedule for both. And I mean, frankly, because Calgary, because I was looking Calgary, the Calgary still got Arizona one more time. They got San Jose one more time. So, I mean, the numbers, although it's only four points, the numbers are not, are not, are certainly not in, uh, certainly not in favor of Edmonton. But I will say this: I think it's, I think it's likely that the Oilers will finish second. I mean, the game, the game on Thursday will obviously tell tell a lot. But that's what I'm going to say. I, I said it earlier. I think second place is pretty good considering a, considering everything the team has dealt with this year. All right. Okay, I appreciate it, buddy. And you, your NCAA, you, I can't remember what you said. You do not have an NCAA pool, or you, yours went poorly after the first weekend. Well, well, uh, well. I mean, I had a, well, I, I had one, but I, I can't remember who it was that lost. I think it was, I think, it, I think it was, uh, I think my pool got blown up when who was it? I think it was. Te- <laughs> I think it was Texas that screwed me over, but anyway. All right. All right, man. <laughs> All right, Reed. Thanks a lot. I, I appreciate it. That is Sir Robert checking in on the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. You know, and that's obviously a lot of things are mathematically possible. But I, I just think for the Oilers, first of all, make the playoffs. If you can finish ahead of L.A., great. Maybe home ice advantage would help a little bit in that series. going to be very tough to catch Calgary. They are four points ahead of Edmonton uh, with two games in hand. And don't forget, if Calgary falters to that extent, well, L.A. might also pass them and be the team that winds up finishing first. But anyway, it has been a good run for the Oilers. And I guess it's cool at least you can maybe – half think about them catching the flames for first place so uh yeah flames coming up later tonight or there's some sharks tomorrow here on 6 30 we got brendan clack back at the 6 30 broadcasting compound brendan how are you doing doing great reed always a pleasure to join you on the program well it's nice it's nice to have you know i understand that you're and so you've already admitted me this uh, this to be off air and i will i will back you if you get into trouble with anybody you're going to be a little distracted near the end of the show. Is that true? It, it, it may be possible that during the show, there might be great. an MLB fantasy draft going on in the background, and I might this, be a part of it. It's all mites. It's all hypothetical. This is my life, everybody. The people who are hired specifically to work on my show would sooner do other things during the show. Like, well, hey, we, Kansas UNC is on as well. I, I mean, that's going to be a good game. This is, see, at, at least you're working in radio. It's not like you became a surgeon or something like that. Hey, well, the, sec- the second half of the surgery, I got to do a pool. So, you know, some things might go haywire. 
Well, if you're a good multitasker, Reed, then you can do the surgery while you're drafting Juan Soto in the first round. You can do whatever you want if you really put your mind to it. That's a good point. What time does the draft start so I know when you might be a little preoccupied? It's supposed to be a 7.30 p.m. start, but it's a, a Yahoo draft. It's got auto on. Like, I'm still paying attention to you, Reed, and you're going to have great guests, so I'm, I'm still focused on you. I promise. Okay, good. You're saying all the right things. That's very reassuring, but I do <laughs> hope that your team does very well, so that's good. I don't think I'm going to do I, I I believe... I don't think I did a baseball pool last year. At least a couple of years, I've uh, I've moved on from doing baseball pools. Not that I don't enjoy baseball, there, but there reached a point for me where there there was one year I was just in too many pools and I didn't win money in any of them. And I thought to myself, what am I doing? You're just donating money to other people. You might as well pick a charity if you're going to do that instead of just having your buddies win it off you. So I do two NFL pools. Uh, one hockey pool and uh, one CFL pool that involves picking winners, which I will invite you into this summer, uh, Brennan, because it's going to be, I believe, the uh, 23rd annual. We missed that one season. So anyway, best of luck with your with your baseball draft. I do appreciate that. There is something else, Brennan, that you and I have a problem. You and I are both inadequate about something tonight. You know what it is? I have no idea. Not this show. I'm, we've, been, we've been adequate so far. We cannot provide what Kellen Kennedy usually provides on the first Monday in April, and that is a recap of WrestleMania. So here's what I would like to do tonight, and I'm going to give people time to script this. We had Drew Amenda coming up, and then around 6.50, my challenge to somebody, 780-496-0060, and I totally realize nobody may call. I want somebody to give me a 45-second recap of WrestleMania. And if you can do it in some sort of character, you'll get a bonus canned ham. So well, so you have 20 minutes. So you have 25 minutes to prep it. 780-496-0063. I want an in-character recap of WrestleMania from over the weekend. Or if you got a wrestling buddy, text him or call him right now and be like, you got to recap WrestleMania for this weirdo who's on Ched right now. But we will talk hockey with Drew Amanda when we get back. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.